So, great big good morning. Great to have you folks joining us. I'm Senior Pastor Chuck Blair of New Church Live. And just, just a few little things to throw out there into the universe that were super fun. One is we have congregants all over the country, and it certainly is fun visiting them. I had a wonderful chance to get out and visit a bunch of congregants out in Arizona. That was an absolute ton of fun. Can you guess what the temperature in Arizona was? 85 degrees. It was beautiful. You get five extra credit points today. It was beautiful. It was great. It was incredible. And to see people with, with our kind of church, to see people and get to be with people who experience the church in this very deeply meaningful way, who really see themselves as your friends. And, and again, most of our congregation now is online. So that certainly was wonderful to be able to see and to experience. And in that same light, we want to give a few shout outs to a few people. The first is Jamie and MC, their baby will be getting baptized soon, so giving them a little shout out. That's super fun. They, they live a little bit west of here. And the other one, a big shout out to Tatiana and her great hubby-to-be, Jack. They just got engaged, which is super fun. And again, for the online audience, if you want to send in a picture, we'll give you a little shout out here online because we want to show people be able to put names and faces together. So that's, that's all super fun. And then with that, folks, you know, we're going to go ahead and get started. And, and this, is, this is sort of a fun time here, right? Do you know Thanksgiving's on Thursday? Yeah, you know what? Like, I, I was just, I was caught a little bit off guard. Wait, it's this Thursday. Because, you know, life gets going. It's going a million miles per hour. And we forget to breathe. And all of a sudden, when you remember to breathe, you remember it's Thanksgiving coming. And there's so many things to be, to be grateful for in this world. And, and this is sort of a month, sort of a magical church month. And it's, it's a time of the year where we get a chance to, to really kind of reorient our lives as we get ready for the new year. And it's not just reorienting them in terms of life stuff. It's, it's returning them in terms of life stuff. It's the big picture of life and the big picture of that reorientation. One thing we do every year, we did it last year, we're doing it this year, of course we're going to do it next year, is special Advent kits. If that interests you at all, and I should say these are made for kids, but if, if you want to order one for yourself, we'll never know. There are no kids at home. Um, you know, it includes great little candles late for Advent. It includes, and this is, this is super important here, it includes a Mr. Good Bar mini chocolate, which is, this is the best of them all, as well as some other little Christmassy things. And uh, if you're interested in that, you know, let me know, let Angela know, you can put it in the chat. Make sure you put your address in there, and we'll, we'll get that out to you. And that's, that's sort of what, what we're doing, is we're, we're lighting lights. We're, we're trying to get ready for us for a special thing. And it, allowing that special thing in allows us to live life out in a new way. And there's a beautiful concept here, right, that, that one candle can light 10,000. I heard that quote on the weekend. One light can light 10,000. And there's a way in which today we hope to just start, and we're actually going to literally do this next week as Advent starts. We're literally going to start that. Like the idea of a light that lights 10,000. And so much of that comes down to this idea of gratitude and how does gratitude, how does gratitude look? I love this idea. This is from a great author, Ann Voskamp. She wrote, I want to see beauty in the ugly, in the sink, <laughs> in the suffering, in the daily. In all the days before I die, the moments before I sleep. And that's where we want to get. We want to get to a point where, very famously for me, I remember working with somebody on hospice, and, and their last words to me, knowing that they were about to pass, was, oh, it's all so beautiful. It's all so beautiful. And that really is so much the very, the very essence of gratitude. And today what we're going to look at, we're going to look at it a little bit differently. We're going to look at gratitude from the perspective of the word enough. The perspective of the word enough. It's, it's good to think, right? You know, and if you're watching with kids or you're here with kids, it's easy to, to start out with that idea of counting blessings, right? And counting blessings, it's a really good thing. And we don't want to get too stuck in that. Just imagine you're watching this or you're here with a sibling and you're always counting your blessings to make sure you have more than your sister. How well is that going to work? 
Not so good. You can see where there's challenges in counting blessings, especially if we're counting things to be more than somebody else. And what we want to look at today is how do we find blessings where we just breathe and it's just enough. It's just enough. It's just enough. I love this picture. This is from somebody who watches on occasion out in Arkansas, the picture of his little boy with, with the cookies there. Can't you smell those cookies looking at that picture? I, I love that because there's so many layers of gratitude. There's so many layers of things to be grateful for when we, when we look at pictures like that. And, and I know yesterday, you know, we have one, one grandchild. I got to spend lunch with my grandson, and that had all kinds of layers of gratitude toward on so many levels, like a whole story there that indeed was incredibly beautiful. So folks, sometimes we can see these blessings pretty easily. Sometimes we can see them pretty easily. We look at pictures like this, we get, yeah, the blessings are easy to see. And as the band comes out here for the first song, I want us to think that, and sometimes we can't. Right? Sometimes we can't. I know no matter what season I think of life we pick, there will be seasons, there will be struggles. And, and how is it that we can see the blessings even there? Know the struggles even there. Understand the struggles even there. Understanding giving people the grace that they might not be able to see the blessings we can at a particular moment. And what do we do? What do we do to find gratitude when we can't see it? When it's not there? When life is hard, and all we can sort of do is go, okay, God, I'm just turning to you. I turn to you, God. Listen to this song, and then when we come back, I want to talk about that turning, which isn't always easy. But I want to talk about that turning and how it might be able to open you up this Thanksgiving to a new view of gratitude and a new view of what actually is enough. Eating the shore, you are the calm inside. 
soul, your every emotion you can endure. You are the world and the world is Church Live, it's Angela. I just wanted to hop on and record this message to invite you all to consider making a donation to New Church Live. We rely on the support and generosity of this congregation to fuel everything we do here, and we want to make it as easy as possible to make a donation. So there's a handful of ways to do that. There's a QR code that is popping on the screen right now that you can use and will take you to our donation page, or you can text the word New Church Live all one word, all lowercase to 77977. Or you can go to our website, www.newchurchlive.tv, and there's a donation tab there. And all of those various places will allow you to make a one-time donation, or if you want to um, set up a reoccurring donation, that's what I've done, and it really has made things super easy. Um, and I know that I'm consistently supporting New Church Live on a regular basis, and I don't even have to think about it. Uh, so for me, that's a win. So I'd encourage you all to consider making a donation or setting up a reoccurring donation. Um, and our website is also a great place to go to get any information about events, community service opportunities, scheduling a meeting with Pastor Chuck. Um, and so we just encourage you to use that. Um, and we encourage you to make a donation no matter when you're watching this service. If you're watching it currently live or you're watching it a week from now or a month from now, um, the best way to donate to New Church Live is to go online and make a donation. So we hope that you will use those resources. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. And we just are so appreciative of all your generosity and support for this amazing congregation. So thank you, everyone, and have a great day. <laughs> So, folks, I love, I love that song, right? And the, you know, that whole idea of learning to love unconditionally, that's so much part of the gratitude. And, and I think you can see if we get too into counting our blessings and counting them so that we can compare our blessings to other people's, that maybe that can become a conditional sort of love. That we're blessed if we got a big pile and we're not if we don't. And the reality is, you know, life is blessed. There is enough, enough in its broadest sense. And, and that's what I, I'm going to ask you just to think of that, you know, enough in its broadest sense. What does that look like for you? What does that look like for us? Now, do I have permission to be a curmudgeon for a second? Sure. I'm going to be a curmudgeon for a second here. I, th this idea, the idea that we can always choose to live our best life now is fundamentally shallow. That's a very curmudgeonly statement. My apologies for saying it on Thanksgiving as we get into Thanksgiving, but, but I really see that as a pretty shallow statement. Living our best life now, you know, you'll hear a lot of that. It's sort of a mantra, you know, sometimes for people like, yeah, just let's all live our best life now. And, and usually that works a lot of the time, but it doesn't work all the time. There are definitely moments Moments of challenge, moments of heartbreak, moments of worry, moments of frustration, where that actually is about the worst thing you can say. Yeah, just live your best life now. I know yesterday, it was interesting. Yesterday, I was listening to a podcast on, a, on, my, on my way back from a, from a wedding, and, and the podcaster, you know, was talking about, like, he sees somebody who deals with chronic pain, and he was saying, I don't know whether I'll ever feel joy again. 
And thankfully, the person he was talking to just had a moment of silence. And that was a beautiful, that was the right thing to do. Because here's a person in so much pain, they don't know whether they're ever going to feel joy again. And the last thing you want to say is, well, buddy, just live your best life now. Life is so much more meaningful, meaningful than that. It has so much more depth to it than that. I mean, there's a way I think that, that when I hear that kind of statement, it sort of glosses right over other people's pain and challenge that may be keeping them from seeing the blessings of their life. And so we really do want to look at that. Like, what does it look like to, to, to dive into this more deeply, to, to find ways to sort of re-anchor our lives, re-anchor them around a kind of gratitude that isn't shifted over here around counting blessings. Though, though you know what, we're going to Thanksgiving, we're all going to talk about, you know, when, at our table, we're going to talk about what, we, what we're most thankful for. That's a good thing. It's not that counting blessings are bad. It's just like with all spiritual things, we, we want to keep it moving. And how do we keep it moving into just this, folks, just this beauty of enough. Just this beauty of enough. Because it's so easy to get caught up in the shift, and this has been said many times, but it's so important. I mean, it's a truism because it's true. It's a cliche because it should be. <laughs> it's something we need to remind ourselves that there's, there's a shift from what we see to how we see. I want, I want to share an example with you. So I'm out there in Arizona, and as we hit into Arizona, like, like I, I come out of, of the check-in for this hotel. So first off, back up. So, so I go on Expedia, and I sort by cheapest hotel. I will never do that again. But I saved the church money, dagbone it. <laughs> so, so, so I end up in a hotel that they actually should have paid me to stay at. And so literally, I come out of the counter. I'm not, I'm not joking, folks. This is the view right out of the counter. Yeah, oh, that's, that, those weren't my words, but yes. That was the thought, like, oh dear. This is not good. Concertina wire in the front of a hotel is not a good idea. So I walk out, like, oh, this is, this is not quite what I expected. And, and uh and then, you know, go out and I meet with the family, have a beautiful evening out with, with the Lunsdens who are watching today from Phoenix, Arizona. I come back, and this is a motel, and there's, so there's two floors, and I'm up on the second floor, room 212, and I go up on the second floor and I turn around, same direction, facing the same direction, this is what I see. Wow. What we see, how we see. And the how part is always, can we come, can we bump up just to a little bit higher perspective? The second floor view was very different from the first floor view. And just imagine all the emotions going through that as, as just realizing, like, yeah, you know, maybe this is enough where I am. Maybe this is good. So I, I think when we look at gratitude, right, in, in, in circumstances that are challenging, it's important to just be reminded of things. And, and I certainly wouldn't want any, I know there are people watching this right now who are just really struggling, and I don't want to share this at all as a formula. So please do not hear it as a formula. You may well be in a place where the best thing I could do is just to be quiet. And I want to honor that and not try to trivialize pain and, and challenge with, with just a lot of words. I want to try to offer just a few thoughts. Because we all go through these challenging times. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 23rd Psalm, like we all go through these challenging times and maybe we just need a few tools in our pocket to be able to pick out, to light the way when we hit those times. So a few ideas with that, folks. One is, one is a really key piece of theology, which is this idea that God's always looking for the best outcome in the longest of runs. The best outcome in the longest of runs. It doesn't mean that life 
isn't challenging. And, and I always sort of, you know, it's a little bit of a knee-jerk response when somebody's in the midst of something really hard and somebody says, well, this is God's plan. Like, mm, be super careful with that, right? Because I've seen some really hard things where I'm thinking, if that's God's plan, I want nothing to do with it. But I do know this. You know, I know this in my heart. That God's always going to do, always going to pull things towards the best. And it's a gentle current. It's a gentle current that bends towards the best outcome in the longest run. Bends. It doesn't mean it erases the hard part. The hard part is still there. But God's providence gently bends that to the best possible good. And it doesn't mean perfect. It doesn't mean erase all the pain. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means this gentle bending. And I think that is so much of what faith can teach us. I think, folks, the second part worthy of us thinking about is this idea of gratitude. Gratitude is a place where we can say there is goodness even within this flawed life. God is here too. Just that simple place of God is here too. God is here too. What's coming to my mind was a beautiful share from a parishioner who was going through a really hard court battle over custody. And what he told me was he said, he, he just had this simple little prayer. Many of you have heard this prayer before and it just was a prayer of, of gratitude as he's going through this really hard thing. Just the simple prayer of thank you God for being here. Thank you God for being here. Thank you God for being here. And it helped him to get through this incredibly painful, painful experience of his life. And the, the last one here, folks, is this idea. Gratitude is a place where we even might be able to grow towards the losses in our life, towards the losses in our life. That's when, you know, when I heard that, some things, you know, I read a lot, I study a lot, and uh, just because I like words and I like language, I think as many of you do, and, and just when I heard that, it struck, struck me as so true, like that idea, a place where we might even grow towards the losses in our life. The idea that there are these losses, and how can I take gratitude to kind of grow towards them? How can I take gratitude to grow towards these losses in my life? Another podcast. Can you tell I like podcasts? <laughs> another, another podcast I was listening to, it was, it was a woman with a cancer diagnosis, knows she has X amount of time to live, and she said she was really clear really clear her prayer of, of facing these challenges. And her prayer was simple. It's like, Lord, let this transform my life. Let this transform my life. That fits right back into gratitude. That fits right back into divine providence. That fits right back into God doing the best he can to bring the greatest good he can in the longest run he can. Now, those are, those are tools. Those are things we can put in our pocket and we can, we can hold and we can, we can get the feel of them sort of like smooth stones. We can pull them out when we need them. There's going to be times where we forget them. I know when I'm in, my, in the most pain, I mean, the only thing, frankly, when I'm in pain, only thing I think for a lot of people when they're in pain, their primary concern is they just want it to stop. And yet there are ways that these things can help us on our journey. I want to share with you, you a beautiful story. You know, a beautiful story that, that Jesus shares with us. And it was fun listening last week. I mean, it was fun kind of having the user experience of watching New Church Live online from out, on, out in Arizona and seeing the wonderful job that, that Curtis did with his message. And he talked about Jesus and the Good Shepherd and how the Good Shepherd, you know, that, that's, such a, that's such a different image, right? Like, you just, you just think about these people were, the people he was, he was preaching, offering this message to, they were people who had to worry about religious authorities at the top, of the top of the pyramid. They had to worry about military authority at the top of the pyramid. None of those people were good shepherds. It wouldn't even have occurred to them to have called them good shepherds. 
And here's Jesus saying, no, look, no, look, no, look. I'm a good shepherd. I'm a good shepherd. You're not here to serve me. That's what the king's Caesars would have said. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. And I'm here to help you in a couple ways. Look at this, look at this beautiful, beautiful idea. I'm here to help you with pasture, and I'm here to help you with protection. Now, obviously, folks, he's talking as a metaphor there. In other words, he's not literally meaning I'm going to put you in a pasture. But he's talking about what he can do in our hearts, our minds, and our souls. This is from John 10. Jesus said, very, very truly, I tell you, I'm the gate for the sheep. All who've come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I'm the gate. And I love, I love that idea, like, I am the gate. It's not, it's not I'm the gatekeeper. You know, I'm the gate, a gate that swings both in towards protection, out towards pasture. A gate that swings in towards protection and a gate that swings out towards pasture. One for when it's night, one for when it's day. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and may have it abundantly. That, that piece there, folks, I, I think that idea of pasture and protection, I, I think what Jesus is saying there is, look, look, I'm here, I'm here to help you, and I'm here to help you remember that part, to remember that part in your life. We can sit here in our lives, which can be so challenging and so filled with noise and, and a lot of really challenging stuff that make the idea of gratitude feel, feel even hard to even grasp. But then we can step into a different place, a place where we can stand in this idea of pasture and protection. And, and think of that as a place really far down there in your souls. All right, let's find it for a second. All right, big breath. Place of pasture. What does that feel like? Place of protection. What does that feel like? That's the place where God is. And that takes a settling. That takes a movement from what we see to how we see. It takes on a very different way to see gratitude. And from that place, we can step back into our lives and start to, again, see the world differently. That idea of difference here, folks, and, and, and this is where maybe there's an element of truth to that, that live your best life now, is that, that I feel like what God constantly offers us is abundant life. It's not abundant life like necessarily out here on the surface of things. It can be, but not always. Where the always part shows up is this abundant life that's underneath the waves, that's beneath the storm. I love, I love the idea. I mean, it's so powerful. I think I probably have preached on it on about half of the Easter services we've ever done here at New Church Live, which is, which is Jesus uh, following the crucifixion, the resurrection. In other words, he dies. For those who aren't familiar with the Christian story, then he is raised. He goes up into heaven. And shortly before he goes up into heaven, he comes across one of his, one of his followers, and, and he tells her, he says, rejoice. You know, here he's conquered death in a, in a sense. If you want to look at it that way, conquered death said, said the end of this vengeance, the end of anger, you know, love wins, all that stuff we talk a lot about here. And he comes out the other end. These people have just been through this really horrific experience with him. And he says rejoice. And the Greek word rejoice, when you hear it in the New Testament, could also be just as likely defined as thrive. I mean, just, just think of that. 
Just think of God saying, look, I, I want you to thrive. And again, we got all these problems. The, the water is choppy, all these storms. And he's like, yeah, I want you to thrive. I'm going to help you thrive. Pasture and protection, gratitude. I'm going to help you find a new place. We're thriving is what you do. We're thriving is the answer. And I have not figured out to, how to do this. <laughs> but it's a place where I imagine, imagine that actually thriving isn't that hard. Because as, as he says this, folks, like he's offering this to people who are in the midst of the, the turmoil of life, just like you are, just like I am. And in the midst of that, he's saying there is this place. I'm the gate to that place. You'll find pasture, you'll find protection, and you'll find life, and you will find it abundantly. Now, how can we sense that, folks? Here's a beautiful poem by Mary Oliver that gives us a sense of that. Praying. It doesn't have to be the blue iris. It could be weeds in a vacant lot or a few small stones. Just pay attention. Then patch a few words together and don't try to make them elaborate. This isn't a contest. And I love this use of the word doorway. Think of gateway here. And this isn't a contest, but the doorway into thanks in a silence in which another voice may speak. Into thanks in a silence in which another voice may speak. Oh, beautiful language there. So I want to hear what you think. I want to hear what you think, and I want you to take a look at this question. What will be enough, quote unquote, this Thanksgiving? What will be enough for you? What will be the thing where it's not like, yeah, I hope we make enough gravy, whatever, enough pudding, whatever, enough turkey, whatever, but, but it's just like, yeah, at some moment in Thanksgiving, this will just be enough for me. And it can be the smallest thing imaginable. So as they play our song here, I want you to take just a little bit of time and as you listen to the music, either text me in at 215-740-3662, your answer, what will be enough this Thanksgiving, or put the answer in our chat, either on YouTube or on the Facebook pages that we're streaming to or on live or on Vimeo, all right? So please go ahead and share that with me during this song. Came like a thief In the night I happened to be looking Out of the window I swear it was brighter than hell Man, I saw the light Through the window It was hovering above The house next door I froze I froze like a stone Hell alone I swear my hair stood up And I said a prayer to end all prayers I reached for the phone But the phone was dead Our glowing ball turned red And the voice inside my head Said, boss, go on back to bed From now on you are gonna be able to see From now on you are gonna be all at once with peace and harmony Rhyme and reason all together alone It came, came like a song In the day, the way I play when I get off On the feeling of willing and soaring through space Like the word that flows like the lover as it explodes Kicking off the start of time
Thank you. Yeah, as always, folks, you just have some incredibly beautiful responses here. And again, I can only offer a sampling, but they are are just beautiful. Enough. Enough will be with family sharing food and giggles and laughter when my grandson smiles or poops, all of it together. I get that one. What will be enough? Remembering that in every moment, God is with me, and I can always make the choice to choose what to focus on and how to respond. Thanksgiving was always my mom's favorite holiday because it's just about sharing a relaxing and peaceful day with family and friends. No expectations, no obligations. Just a nice day and being thankful with those we love. She made it my favorite holiday. Enough is that I get to cook the meal and love it. Pictures of Clay. It's Clay McQueen. Kind servant, so graceful, beautiful beaming. Passing so gracefully, gracefully somehow feels enough when he is missed. Enough will be when my 90-year-old mother will come out of the COVID bubble for the first time with us. Sharing time with my wife and those I love. That much of our family will be together at our cabin and the rest of our family will be with their spouses and their families, all of us feeling grateful for family and love. What will be enough for me this Thanksgiving is having my two daughters here to share a meal. I'm praying for laughter and gratitude. Being present with family, sharing memories of my mom and smiling. Showing up is enough. That's a beautiful one. People, friends and family, gathering for a time will be enough. Folks, that's, those are incredibly beautiful. And, and you sense what that enoughness is. And, and there's this beautiful Hebrew concept, deenu, deenu, which means it's enough. Just where we celebrate, yeah, it's just, it's enough. A beautiful story about that and how we can start to see this gratitude everywhere I share this story, and a friend of mine shared it with me, and it's, it's a beautiful story. And it was this, this woman who was, who was really trying hard to pray. And it's always interesting. Trying hard to pray is a little bit like trying hard to fall asleep. You know, sometimes the harder we try to pray, the, the more difficult it is. Regardless, she's trying to pray and have a meditated moment, and she's got two small children. Now, if you have two small children, anytime you are trying to have a quiet moment, what does that mean? With the kids. Knock on the door, not going to happen, right? So the kids are banging on the door, you know, that's that and the other thing, right? And of course, they've waited until she shut the door to just have a quiet moment. So she asked this very famous spiritual mentor, well, what, what do I do? Like, how do I find God in that moment? And he said, well, Bree, your name was Bree. Bree, just, just look at it this way. God's looking at you there, and he's smiling. He's going, Bree, you're such a good one. Brie, I know you're really trying hard at life. You wake up every morning trying to do the best you can. And maybe this, Brie, maybe you realize I'm here with you and I'm also on the other side of that door with your two children. When they look at you, those are my eyes looking at you. They know what a good mom you are. They know how hard you try. Maybe today you meet me there. Enough. 
enough. Those are the moments, folks, I think, where, where, we, where we get this understanding that, that, that enough, I mean, this is really important. You know, enough is here. Enough is here. Doesn't mean there aren't this, there's not this stuff up here. But there isn't enough place, and enough is here. Coming back from, from Arizona, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. Those trips are great, and, and my mind is swirling with a million, million things. And of course, got a whole bunch of stuff to catch up on. And I'm just trying to be a little prayerful and a little meditative in the morning. And what I got clear on, what I felt that God was trying to tell me, is just to say, like, settle down. It's okay. This is your life. This is your life. Right here. Don't go searching for it back there, wishing you were again returning to 85 degree temperatures tomorrow. Don't go racing so far forward that you're worried about all the things you have coming up. Again. Like, this is your life right here. And that's a very different definition of how enough works. This sole place is happy. Our ego is constantly trying to say we can be happier. And happy is where there's enough. This beautiful line, folks, that I love from 1 Tim Timothy, contentment is a great gain. Contentment is a great gain. And so today, before we close the service, and you're welcome to do this as, as I talk to you, imagine you send out, you have your phone there, and you send out a text message to someone, just so you can experience this kind of gratitude. It could be somebody even sitting right beside you. That's fine, too. And you just text them, like, I'm happy you're in my life. Now notice, notice the difference here. Again, I do a lot of couples work, like, for couples. Notice the difference, right? It's one thing to text somebody going, I'm just happy you're here, versus I sure would be happier if you would do very different things, right? Which one's more Thanksgiving? You know, really choose that. Choose, I'm, I'm just happy you're here. Be happy you're here, like in your life. Be happy that somehow it's enough. Find the contentment, find the pasture and protection there. God's offering it. The invitation's been sent. And folks, have a great Thanksgiving. From the bottom of my heart, like, have a great Thanksgiving. I mean, I just wish you all the abundance in the world. And it's not the abundance overflowing with turkey, though. That's not a bad thing. You know, it's, it's the abundance of each other. The abundance of connection, the abundance of family, the abundance of friends, the abundance of care. Let's live in that world this Thursday. And I hope just a little glimmer, I hope you just lean in a little bit. And at any moment during that Thanksgiving celebration, you just remember this prayer. Thank you, God. This, this right here is enough. Amen. What we're going to do now, folks, is we're going to offer a prayer. After I offer a prayer, I'm going to say the Lord's Prayer, also known as the Our Father Prayer. Then we're going to do a blessing, and then a last beautiful song, I Turn to You. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for your abundance. Thank you for the gift we have of gratitude. A gratitude, Lord, that somehow in some miraculous way not only makes us, and this is so important, right? Not only makes us aware of the gifts in our life, the gifts that are enough, 
but in so doing, to pass on those very same gifts. What a miracle that is. The acknowledgement, feeding the passing on. Help us to be in that place, Lord. Help us to see in those ways. Help us to find grace and truth and mercy in that. Help us to find you there. Help us to find others there. And Lord, open us up to a great thanksgiving. Open us up just for that little 10 seconds. That little grace-filled 10 seconds. We're just so aware, I'm happy to be with you, that we share that with another. And that we see at that moment, this, this is enough. Diana. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace and bring you, brothers and sisters, home. Home. Amen.
a shield from the storm for a friend for a love to keep me safe and warm I turn to you for a friend to be strong for the will to carry Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Have a wonderful holiday. Happy Thanksgiving.